VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to Land Sharks After Dark, your favorite podcast about the Ole Miss Rebels. Wait, I think I changed that catchphrase, but it's been so long since we did the show. Uh, very extended hiatus here, and I swear it's not all by choice. We recorded an episode, or most of an episode, after Ole Miss swept Auburn and Oxford. Technical difficulties, uh, and you know, the, the amount of effort we put into this show, we weren't going to sit there and just rehash the exact thing we'd said. I made sure it get recorded. I'm sorry. Um, that would have been better for you, I know, but the content would just wouldn't have been as good. You know, it's it's only fun the first time we say it. We got to keep it fresh. Uh, then after that, it's been it's been busy. I know John's traveling. I had a uh, wedding this past weekend. My uh, my lovely little sister and her now husband Jamie, who you've heard on the podcast Friday Rolling. Uh, had a great ceremony here in Jackson, but not a ton of time for the podcast. A lot has happened since then. Uh, I'm going to talk about a couple stories on the show. Obviously, the Ole Miss baseball team finished the regular season very strong, win the SEC tournament in Hoover, in addition to, uh, as I mentioned, sweeping Auburn, two of three in Tuscaloosa. They win the uh, SEC West by virtue of the tiebreaker over Arkansas, finished with the same league record. Um, As I said, they won the SEC tournament in Hoover, number four national seed in the upcoming NCAA baseball regional. We're going to talk about that regional. Uh, well, the upcoming tournament, we're going to talk about Ole Miss's regional in Oxford, which gets started on Friday. Uh, Tennessee Tech, Missouri State, and St. Louis, the Billikens, coming to Oxford. Uh, another story on our radar, we're going to be discussing uh, potentially the end of uh, Chancellor Jeff Vitter's uh, tenure at Ole Miss, being reported by Rebel Grove's Neil McCready, uh, that his contract will not be renewed after 2020, Qu- quite some time in the future. We'll get into all of that. First, let me introduce my co-host, John Stefanczyk, on the line. What's up, buddy? We need to start off with, is your voice being recorded? Or are we going to yes. go 30 minutes Nope, again? I checked. I actually checked while we were talking before the show, then a little short a little short record, and yeah, I think we are uh, properly recording this time. Fantastic. Well, that's good to hear. Hello to everybody from West Texas. We're at, or I'm at Possum Kingdom Lake. On vacation. I wish I was. That sounds sick. Possum Kingdom. That's tight. It is. You've spent time in Lubbock, so Uh you're familiar with the West Texas look. Sure. It's epitomized around here. Basically, the Brazos River's dammed up, and they have a really nice sporting lake. Mm. Apparently, the the, um, I don't. Have you ever seen the Red Bull Extreme Cliff Diving? Yes, with like the gliders and stuff like that. Yeah, well, you actually like people jump off a cliff into a lake at like between fifteen hundred feet. Right, but is it where they try to build their like aircraft, or do they just jump? No, this is just humans jumping. Okay. Like it's glorified. It's, it's big time skinny dipping is the other way to put it. Okay, interesting. All right. So they're they're doing an event here next weekend at Hell's Gate, which is a notable noted landmark on the lake. Have you jumped off? I have not. I have no way in hell I'm doing that. Oh come on! But well, you're, you're, you're now that you're in PE, you're worth too much. Uh, you can't risk it. I'd F something up. It wouldn't be worth it. That sounds fun to me, but okay. All right. So they are competing on Saturday, and the, the uh, practice runs are Friday. And we're going to go out Friday and watch the practice runs. That sounds fun. 
That'd be nice. So, wow. so give us the update. How's the weather there in West Texas? Hot, I'm guessing. Uh, 102, 103, 102 the next three days. Ooh. Well, at least since there's a lake, there's probably some shade, right? There's not a ton of trees in West Texas, but around the lake. Yeah. You we got enough it. trees here, and we went and played 27 holes of golf today. I mean, it's hot, and you need to you know, take precautions and everything, but it's manageable. Yeah. It's a dry heat, so if I prefer dry heat over humidity, so it's just a matter of staying hydrated. Yeah. I guess that's fair. Um, well, yeah, be careful. Don't don't get sunburned. We're plenty of sunscreen. That hundred and two, hundred and three. We're trying. Yeah. All right. So, what do you want to start with, John? Do you want to talk Jeff Vitter? You want to talk baseball team? You choose. Let's talk about the baseball team. Let's start positive. So, yeah. what is now at this point in the season the best team Bianco's ever had? Yep. Mm-hmm. He's been a national seed once before. He was the five seed in 05. Lost a three-game super to Texas and Oxford. Texas went on a roll in Omaha. Many widely consider that old, think Ole Miss was the second-best team that year. The draw is the draw. They come back. They're the four seed now this year after a uh, really a run in Hoover that they're tight. They lose. They they cough up the first game. Go to the losers bracket. Have. They're up 3-1 in the bottom of the eighth and get a chopper to Caracci. Instead of throwing the first, he throws it over Fortez's head, ties the game. He's distraught in the dugout. Pretty much half, at least half the team came up and talked to him. Mm-hmm. So they support their guy. But not only that, they, they wrap, after he gave up the go-ahead run at the top of the 10, they come back and win the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dillard that, gets a big double. Really, Tim Rowe hits a single to win the game. Huge resilience moment. It's easy and obvious now, but it seems like... It was galvanizing. That, that series of events got this team from, we're a top 10 team, we're playing with pressure, to kind of that free spirit you saw in the first of the month. Well, let's just go show up and play baseball. We're going to find a way to win. And if my math is correct, since that Parker Caracci error, I believe Ole Miss has given up three runs over the course of uh, three games. So that's pretty good. And that includes the run that, that Caracci gave up in the 10th that you mentioned. There was one run to LSU in the final, uh, then one run to A&M, right? And they shut out Auburn in the, in the rematch. They shut out Auburn. Yeah. They beat a hot A&M team 2-1. to one. I think A&M kind of got screwed. They, they crushed LSU in the final. And then they smoke LSU. They had a couple. I mean, Kessinger pulled a hamstring. Keenan's yeah, out Keenan's hurt, yeah. I really – it really, to me, feels like that it kind of, I mean, you, you want those guys in the lineup, but this team's just going to go out and play baseball and try to find a way to win. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, think they're, they're re- deep. They're deep. I think they're regional draw. There's no, like, oh, shit team in there, best I can tell. Maybe we're wrong just because it's a bunch of mid-majors. And yeah, other. I mean, Tennessee Tech, I think, is a team you're most worried about. St. Louis has a has a really good first pitcher, but at the the same time, at least according to Chase Parm, also on RebelGrove.com, uh, the ace for St. Louis doesn't really have an out pitch necessarily. Pitches like 89 to 92, uh, good control, doesn't walk people. But to me, I mean, I hear that, and I hear a guy that we're going to be able to get hits off of because we're just going to keep fouling balls off until we get a, a pitch to hit. I mean, nothing is overpowering. It- has an ace really shut down on this all year? No, is the answer I have. I no, mean, I'm trying. I was trying. I wanted to go through this on the show. I mean, they beat Mize in Oxford. They beat Mitchell Kilkenny twice, once in College Station and once in Hoover. Um, I need to pull up some of the other big names they played this year. But they, I mean, they dodged Florida. They dodged Kentucky. They both have aces. 
Um, no, to answer your question, not not to my recollection. They, they, I mean, they've hit all kinds of pitching. Mm-hmm. They so, really, I mean, they really are a quality team. If they get enough out of the bullpen, which if which Caracy's been back to better recently. Etheridge is in. If you get Etheridge, you have you Roth, Roth coming out of the bullpen. Roth is establishing Holston, himself. Yeah. If you could somehow get Jordan Fowler to pitch the way he did Saturday, that is great. Then there's your there's there are the arms you need. And everybody's talking about oh St. Louis has got a nice Ryan Rollison should go out there and kick his ass. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Do anything. It, it really. Rollison looks I, so focused right now. He pitched two innings uh, on Sunday in that SEC championship game against LSU. Just completely. Dominated. I mean, he put a, he put a man on, uh, had a bases load situation, but he he struck the guy out to get out of it. Um, he just he looks locked in right now. I think he wants to win. I think he wants to keep improving his draft position. Uh, now that the draft has been moved back to later than the College World Series, um, I think that's a, a really good thing for teams like Ole Miss that have um, big draft prospects like Rollison. You know, trying to play up a slot or two every time they take the mound. So I mean, there's a lot of things. Working in Ole Miss's favor, I should say they are twenty-eight and four at home. No team has beaten Ole Miss twice, and that's what would have to happen for uh, for someone to win the regional over them. Uh, I guess in theory they could lose back to back to the four, and then the loser of the two and three, and that would be it. But assuming Ole Miss can win a game, uh, the the team will have to beat them twice, uh, and that is that hasn't happened, and and that includes a lot of really good SEC teams that have come to Oxford, Georgia, Arkansas, Auburn. Um, so it definitely looks good. Uh, as we mentioned, they got the number four seed. That means if they win the regional, they're going to be hosting the super regional. You talked about 2005 being matched up with Texas. They are matched up with the Austin regional once again this year. So it could be a little rematch there. Texas A&M also in that regional. So it's possible that the Aggies could win and, uh, end up in Oxford for a super regional. The full miss takes care of business. Um, but yeah, we talk, like I said, we're looking forward to the regional this weekend. Uh, the cr- the crowds are going to be huge. I know you saw that game on TV, John. Uh, I, I mean, there were fourteen thousand people in the Hoover Met, second largest crowd in SEC tournament history. At least as many Ole Miss fans there as LSU fans. And if you know about the SEC tournament, it's a big point of pride for LSU and LSU fans to travel to Hoover for whatever reason. Um, you know, I guess if you set your own expectations it's easier to, to win them so it's not a lot of teams care as much about the SC tournament but Maneri definitely does the LSU coach he had a lot of nice things to say about Bianco's team after the game uh I know John there it was so flattering that you questioned uh did he really even say this at the time when it was first tweeted out but talking it was about an how, Ole Miss spirit report right we have sure. to be do we have to perform proper due I agree. diligence I think you're I think you're right on the money with that one but um said that should be a national title contender in his opinion uh, best team Bianco's had, as John mentioned, definitely the the on paper stats bear that out. Um, what are they? Forty six wins at this point. I want to say they're they're a national title contender. If Keenan and Kessinger, you know, if Kessinger's let's say eighty percent, Keenan's in the lineup at ninety five hundred percent. Well, what if I was Rall- going to say if Rollison and Feigl pitch solid, and they need Fowler to solidify himself, I think the biggest hole in all of that is their one. To me, they've been one bullpen. Sh- arm short but with Roth and Fowler now in the bullpen as opposed to midweek is that something to ask you do you piece it together do you do you put Fowler out of the bullpen even though you might need him as your fourth starter if things go south in the regional yeah I think you have to play to win that game 
Yeah. I thought I loved the fact that Rawlson pitched Sunday. Yeah. Because it told the whole team nobody is above like special. I think be. Yeah. I think being hypothetical here, a bit of a long, bit of a loose hypothetical. Let's say 2012 team gets to Sunday, and um, or maybe third. Let's say 2013 got to Sunday at Hoover. Mm-hmm. Bobby Wall would never have pitched in that game. No, I think versus you're right. here it's like, hey, you're gonna go out there. You need to throw a bullpen anyway. It's good. He he was. I think he was two hitless innings. Mm-hmm. He was sharp. He part of the deal. It yeah, works he, out. He showed emotion. I mean, like I said, I think Rawlson, um, for an ace, is a very team-focused guy. Um, I love I love that they dogpiled. They're not yeah. thinking about expectations. They're playing baseball. No, they're winning. They're going to win every game that's put in front of them. And, uh, I mean, downplay the SEC tournament all you want. Uh, if Ole Miss had gone and lost two games quick, like they almost did to Georgia, you know Ole Miss fans would have been saying, well, it's good we get to rest, et cetera, et cetera. But I think it does say something about this team that they went out and just kicked ass and lost their first game, won the next four. Um, like you said, Fowler had a great performance. Houston Roth had a good start. Uh, I mean, Rollison out of the bullpen. We had Etheridge pitching multiple days. We had um, Caracy coming back from that air and, and pitching well. So they, they showed a ton of resilience. They know how to win, and we've seen that all year. I mean, that's why they have the most wins in school history in the regular season. Um, because this is a team that can win baseball games. And I feel good about them in the regional, as I said already. Uh, my point earlier I was going to make about the depth, like you said, Keenan Keenan not able to play. Um, there's a wrist injury. I personally feel a little queasy about it. You know, I hear the word nerve damage or any type of nerve injury, and that freaks me out. But a lot of people are optimistic about him being back this weekend. Uh, but whatever, you move Olenek to third base, made some great plays, saved a run at home base in that game against A&M. Home plate, excuse me. Uh, and then you got Rowe in right field. Rowe plays well. Um, and then Kessinger pulls a hamstring in the championship game. Servideo comes in, and damn, Servideo is a stud, man. He made some awesome defensive plays. Uh, he bunted for a hit in, uh, in a big spot in one inning. Um, I'm just really impressed with the ability that these guys have to come off the bench, especially these freshmen like Servideo. I'm excited about him in the future. Um, a, a little less pivotal but still fun to see was a ninth inning pinch hit two-run home run for Michael Fitzsimmons, who has consistently come off the bench in big spots uh, all season. And that's the kind of stuff that we know we need down the stretch in a year like this. I mean, we all remember 2014, Holt Pertzog coming up big off the bench in, uh, in Lafayette. Um, dang, my, the name was just on my tip of my tongue to escape me, but the, uh, the pinch hit single to win the game in Omaha – uh, from that, from the senior that did not play much. I forget who it was, but that's the kind of thing that I think Fitzsimmons uh, can do in the postseason. We'll see, but so far throughout the season, he's been good. So I'm um, just really, really still impressed by the depth of this team this late in the season, you know, learning about new guys that can come out and perform. And yeah, I mean, if you just write, we'll John, see what happens. It was John somebody. Yeah, 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 you're right. It was John somebody. Oh, God. It will, it's okay. We'll think of it after the show. Yeah, we'll figure one it out. Other, one last comment on this team. I think if you're an Ole Miss fan, you feel confident, like all the intangibles, okay, the injury thing's not perfect, whatever. I, I think psychology is much bigger driver than any of these in, potential in, injuries, Nicks, and, Nicks et cetera. Mm-hmm. I think – Everybody's going to talk about 05 and have some PTSD. They got a good draw with Texas across. Texas yeah. on paper really shouldn't be hosting. They're hosting because they're going to put putts in seats. Yep, yep. And bottom line, Big yeah. 12 is not as deep as the SEC. 
I think the one thing that would be, I would rather play Texas than say an A&M team gets hot and comes to Oxford. Yes. Because a and going to come in and say, we're playing better the last month. Mm-hmm. And we just won this regional. We got to the semis and Hoover lost by a run to these guys. And we lost three really close. We lost a series of three really close games in the regular season. Mm-hmm. We have no reason to be scared of these dudes. Like, I would think definitely they, rather have Texas. better than A&M, but I wouldn't. I would rather have Texas would not be surprised if A&M won that regional, though, of course. I would. Who's the two over there? I think it's A&M, right? No, they're the three. Ooh, that is weird. Is it like Rice or some Texas school? Uh, let me look it up here. Let's yeah, we'll get the bracket up in a second. Uh, I mean, and the other thing about that is, like, uh, in 2005, Greg Kessinger was what, like six Seven. I mean, he's probably he's probably the biggest old Miss fan growing up on the team. It's it's not like these kids. We talk about it in football all the time, right? I mean, to the fans, it seems like recent history, but it has nothing to do with this team and these kids. They're not going to be thinking about that. I don't think they're going to be tense. This team plays pretty loose. I mean, they looked loose on Sunday. Hey, there's other. I think fun the team would the be game. loose, and I think the crowd would be hyped for blood. I think I think they'd kick the shit out of Texas personally. Yeah, I mean, it's it, really different. Uh, hopefully not jinxing and walking into a, a regional buzzsaw loss here after, you know, winning in Hoover, but uh, the path seems to be there. Uh, it, it just seems like if any team under Bianco has a clear and very doable path to Omaha, this is the one. Um, and honestly, the way it sets up, uh, you just went 4-1 and one against really good competition in a pitcher's park at the Hoover Met. If you make it to Omaha, there's no reason why you shouldn't be thinking, let's make it to the championship series, you know, because you, you have the pitching, you have the, the relentless hitting, you can you can hit the singles, you can you can steal bases, you can play good defense, you can do all the things you need to do to win in Omaha. So, I mean, not to put the, the, the cart ahead of the horse, but if they were to make it, you know, you have to you have to be thinking that you could win it all. I mean, this this could be the first – national championship in any major sport in modern Ole Miss history. I mean, since integration. So exciting times uh, for just, sure. What? Just get to Omaha. Indiana's the two, by the way, in Indiana. the uh, Austin Regional. Okay. They're a name. They have a track record. I mean, they would be – it's the, the, it's not going to be here, – here's the thing. This, oh, ooh, mean, here's, some, here's something, John. Here's, here's, a, here's something. If Indiana wins and they come to Oxford to the Super Regional, you know who's coming, right? Tom Allen. What? Um, oh, baby. You know yeah. he'll be there. You know he's going to be in the stands. That's that old Miss uh, Indiana Everybody's going to get all conspiracy theory, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm just, no, I'm serious. I guarantee you if that happened, Tom Allen would be in the crowd. He he loves Ole Miss. He loves Indiana. That would be funny. All right, just a second. Yeah, he'd, he'd show on. up, and everybody on the message board would get uptight about that for some reason. I don't think so. Like I think Tom Allen. Fun. Tom Allen left curse the defense in 2015. Uh, <laughs> I think it'll be fun. I would love for Tom Allen to come, and uh, I, I would be happy to play Indiana too. And it, really, so any, any of those three teams, I'm not super scared. So they're playing at 6:30 Friday, and two years ago they played Utah later in the day when it was dead obvious it was going to rain. Ended up in a messy game oh, and I lost remember, the yeah. thing six five. Everybody knows. Uh, everybody knows I'm the weatherman. I'm pulling up the Oxford forecast right now. If there's a greater than thirty percent chance of rain, and they play this game at six thirty, not three, they're stupid. It's idiotic. Yeah. Um, who was it that uh, didn't didn't Ole Miss play Maryland in a game one recently and got beat by that ace with the glasses? What was that guy's name? I'll look it up. Oh, was that a something with an S? 
Oh, that was when they went to UCLA. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that team barely got in the postseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that pitcher was good. He completely shut Ole Miss down. I, I don't think the uh, St. Louis pitcher is going to be quite as good. Didn't they win the regional? I want to say that's right. I want to say Maryland won that regional. There is a 50% chance of rain on Friday in Oxford. Oh, I don't like that. So they're going to go, well, whatever. What you don't like, about, wait, when it says PM, PM thunderstorms. Yeah. Well, it's the afternoon, then isolated in the evening. It's probably a crapshoot. And the high, the high is 93. And it's 97 on Saturday. It's going to be a hot, muggy SOB. That's the that's, bottom that's line. That's how we like it. That's how we like it. Oh, so, anyway. Whatever. They go out there and play baseball. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, excited for sure. I mean, I think, yeah, as we talked about on the show in the past, Ole Miss fans are starred for success right now with the way football and basketball have gone the last two years. They're rallying behind this team. Very hard, of course. Um, it's the only sport they got going on right now. Softball lost in their regional after winning a game or two, I think. We got to get Wes back on and hear what happened there. Uh, we need the postmortem. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's how, that's where things stand with the baseball team. John, I want to hear your thoughts on uh, this, this Jeff Vitter story. What's going on with this? Well, after we did our infamous Freeze is Gone episode, I closed by saying two, uh, one down, two to go. Mm-hmm. Looks like the second of the Stooges is on the the, the, the smoke is definitely valid at this point. But a long way off is your complaint, right? I mean, what are you doing reporting something that's going to happen in two years, allegedly? I think there's probably more. I think I would hope. Well, the, well, first of all, just to make sure if anybody hadn't heard it, the report is, is that Vitter has been notified his contract will not be renewed and his current contract expires June 30th, 2020. Uh-huh. Or, or in other words, 25 months from now. Obviously, I mean, I, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt, and if July 1st gets here and this isn't the case, then I will, uh, I'll go, I'll, I'll let them have it. But well, you, you mean can't... in 2020? I think yeah, I think we can. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm talking about July 1st this year. They have to, they, they have to make a change in the next 30 days hmm. because you you can't have a lame duck guy. Vitter's not popular. It's well known. He's not, it, it's just it's infinitely obvious he's not popular um but if anybody is gonna be a lame duck chancellor i can see him doing it just being like oh i can "Ah, see whatever yeah i can see the ihl inventor doing it yeah if you want to know what will happen just look at what houston did his last three games in 11 i know it's that's football this is running the school not exactly apples to apples but i think the um the parallel is valid the other comment is, is there's a leak of a there's a leak name whoever it's the arizona president who went yeah. to Millsaps has connections mm-hmm. that i mean if there's a there's a rumored um desire not to go forward and there's a rumored name out there i'm going to assume they get this put together in the next 30 to 60 days they come up with a severance package for vitter they plug in the new guy and they move forward from there and really i don't you know, we probably don't really spend enough time studying what Vitter has done from an academic perspective. Well, I don't know how but, we would, honestly. I mean, like, but it hasn't been long enough. And to be fair, he's not really reported he, on. He could be checking every box and doing great there, but he's got two big problems. First of all, the he and 
first of all, the whole football NCAA handling was a disaster. Mm-hmm. And I get that he didn't start the strategy, but the NCAA went and did their own backhand investigation in the spring of 16 under his watch. He should have immediately, he's a new guy. You come in and draw a hard line there. It's not complicated. He had every opportunity to get in there and do it. He clearly, and you can tell from the press conferences and his response, he had no idea how to deal with that. Right. Well, and that's why he made Bjork the vice chancellor for athletics running, or whatever. Yeah, and that's not the right guy to promote. He, he's he's going to somehow snake through and be the last guy standing here. Oh, but, yeah. But Vitter, Vitter clearly showed he did not comprehend the importance of football at an SEC school, much less Ole Miss. I mean, you, you have to understand that if you're going to be successful. Well, it drives like, everything. It drives growth. Second thing is he just wasn't he wasn't a good enough people person to be the Ole Miss Chancellor. Yeah, Ole Miss Chancellor almost needs to be a face guy mm-hmm. and have enough sense to put in a strong vice chancellor staff to handle all the details. Yeah, and that's probably where Dan Jones, you know, made his slip up was being far too much of a hands on administrator and less of just a mouthpiece. You know, he, you got to be a thirty thousand foot first-class cocktail guy to run all yeah, this. you got to be the right guy that was and that's why he was so beloved yep and Kayat, even though he did some silly i mean for god's sakes he hired edwards but people <laughs> don't sit there and kill him for it the way like people no kill because he's a good rebel because you know like you uh, said he could he could see you at he's city grocery and chat it up over a cocktail or whatever and he's fratty and he's a lawyer in law school and all that yep. uh and, and vitter is the opposite of that um, I would say that Vitter probably is not doing great on the academic side. I, I at least think, don't think he has a ton of respect from the faculty. Uh, he's made several asinine comments uh, that I don't think would sit well with faculty. If you remember well, talking he's... about how New Orleans was uh, erasing history by removing Confederate statues and stuff like that. I mean, I just don't think he's necessarily in tune with the faculty either. He seems like in general just a tone deaf guy that doesn't really know what to say in what situation. I, this is going to sound crappy from one perspective. Okay. He got way too deep into the whole Confederate symbols issue because that's a very polarizing topic. And it's honestly from a purely chancellor's tenure perspective, something if you really want, A, if you really want to go address that, you do it at the end of your tenure. Yeah, well, I don't think it did any favors for if him. If you need yeah. to address it before the last two years of your tenure, you need to go say, this guy's in charge. He has sole authority. Talk to him about it. I support him from a distance, but this is the guy. And he answers and handles all the questions on it. You put some separation because it is so polarizing, you're going to piss off a third of the people. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't think he has a good grasp on public relations or anything like that. I, I certainly think... Uh, yeah, that was that's a big blind spot for him. So he he did not know what he was doing uh, through all of that. Um, and yeah, you mentioned the NCAA investigation. Obviously, the Matt Luke coaching search, um, firing Andy Kennedy. All of these things have been, um, I guess, inflection points in uh, in Vitter's tenure. Things that people have not been too happy about. Um, well, he he doesn't have one thing to point to, and we all go, "Yep, that was unequivocally a great thing." Yeah. I mean, I, his only his only leg to stand on would be, I think, attendance is, like, fine. But if you look across the country, I think attendance at pretty much every college is up. I mean, these things move in cycles. A lot of times when the economy is down, more people go to school because, you know, it's a way to put off looking for a job. Um, and also just in general, higher education is, is a growing industry. 
Um, so I don't know if I'm really going to give him credit for that. There, there no, is a lot of construction on campus. You know, dorms are, are improving rapidly from my perspective. They tore down Cancan and all that stuff. But again, these are all things that were in place and moving well before he was the chancellor. Um, I, I don't think he gets sole credit for that. Um, so yeah, basically my, my intimation from my perspective, I don't let the door hit you on your way out. Um, I don't think if you listen to this show, you know that we have been, uh, vocally disapproving of Vitter for quite a while now. He's probably not as bad as we make him out to be because you can't, you don't have all of the things that are held against them in place just because of one person. Uh-huh. I don't think that's how it works. In reality, that's how it works. Yeah, I think we're probably scapegoating him somewhat, but still, we got to scapegoat somebody. But he, like I said, he doesn't have one thing he can point to that is a win that is understood by the masses. Maybe he has wins, but there's not one thing that nine out of ten go, "Yep, that was good. That was well done." Yeah, it's a bit of everything. So. Yeah, so I'm going to be interested to see what happens with the story as time goes on. I don't know if you saw, but the IHL like spokesperson responded to McCready's report, basically didn't say it was untrue, but just restated the terms of Vitter's contract. It was the most bland. It was the most non-denial of denial. Yeah. It was, it was a meaningless statement. Exactly. So I'm going to be interested to see how that goes with them going back and forth. Um, should mention that Ole Miss wins the national championship in uh, women's individual tennis. Do you see this? No, I missed this. Yeah. Um, Hartano, I, I believe, is her last name. Uh, something like that. Uh, yeah. Wins the national championship for uh, for women individuals. So congratulations. Uh, you know, Ole Miss tennis still on top. I mean, it's a good program. Solid. Uh, you know, we are. I, I think we'd be remiss without uh, without mentioning that as an Ole Miss sports podcast. Um, I know you know you want to get back to your vacation, John, and I don't blame you one bit. We don't have to go on too much longer here. I think we've hit our high points for sure. Um, I do want to mention it's. I I like uh, you moved a couple of minutes ago, and now it sounds like you're like uh, in like a mausoleum or something. It's very echoey, so that's that's fun for the listeners. <laughs> Yeah, so that's been that's been cool. It sounds almost like a garage band effect or something. So don't worry, guys. We're we're noticing that too. It's very fun. Uh, so what you said? You're you're done with vacation on Saturday. Will you gonna be watching the games on TV this weekend? Sorry, fat fat, fat finger the mute button as I was moving into a better better sound. <laughs> I, I, I like the echo. I wasn't complaining. No, we're we can wrap up here. But yeah, multiple sign dynamics. Yeah, I plan on watching. Yeah, I'll be watching it. Yeah, it should be good. good. I'm not going to be able to attend. What? So I'll be watching as well. Maybe Supers I'll be up there. I'm not sure. But, hey, I'm bad luck. The only game I went to this year was the Governor's Cup, and uh, I almost (laughs) lost, so I should probably stay away. So uh, let's end on this. Let's make a couple uh, predictions. Two predictions. Back into the mausoleum. (laughs) Two predictions. One, does Ole Miss win the regional? Yes or no? And two is Jeff. What is uh, Jeff Bitter's last day? Okay. Uh, does Ole Miss win the regional? Yes. I think there are probably a couple of tense moments because that's been how they played all year. They've played close, but I think a combination of uh, the middle of the order, talking about Dillard, Fortes, 
uh, Zabowski, even Golson. Uh, the overby window report, I'd say Golson is doing pretty well for himself. He's making defensive plays in the field. He's getting clutch uh, RBI hits when he needs to. Um, he, he kind of helped break open the game against LSU. I think Ole Miss was up 3-1. Had runners on second and third, two outs. He hits a single to right field. Uh, brings it up to much more comfortable 5-1. So uh, as long as, as guys like Golson keep uh, staying consistent, and like I said, I think Dillard's the best player on the team. I think they're going to pretty much jump whoever uh, these, these other scrubs regional run out. They should be good. When is Jeff Fitter's last day? Um, the IHL is so stubborn, and he is already such a lame duck. I'm going to go ahead and make the prediction that he stays on until the end of his contract in 2020 and things just continue to stagnate in the uh, – in the in the Lyceum. <laughs> What's your prediction? I think Ole Miss wins the regional. You know, I was just sitting here thinking, you know, the rain could screw up their uh, rotation. Yeah, the rotation. But the flip side of this is, is they, it's Rollison's been good, not great. They're not as ace dependent as other teams have been in mm-hmm. the past. Mm-hmm. And it could, you have just as much a chance of the rain screwing up all the other staffs. As you do yours. Yeah. And there were rain delays all over Hoover this past week, and Ole Miss just won. So I, I wouldn't be super worried about it. I think it this team is as well-equipped as any of them to handle it. Yeah. It's not like you have a Chris Ellis, Bobby Wall, yeah. Pomeranz team. Guy you that you need eight innings. Two innings, then it goes to shit. Yeah, so, they just feel like you've lost so everything. That, yeah. that plays in. And the crowd. I, I mean, the crowd is going to be electric. Yep, you got a hungry crowd that wants something positive because there had been a whole lot of positive for a while. Yep, and they just went and to then, Hoover and they saw an impact that they had and they're ready to do it again. And they're uh, they're hosting State's Not. The in-state mm-hmm. dynamic will be aggressive. I really hope to get Texas next weekend and just beat and just kill yeah, them. That, that would, would be, be really fun. That would be fun. And then Jeff Vitter... I, I don't think they'll have this done by July 1st, but I would into. I think they will have a new chancellor in place by, I'm going to say August 15th, by the start of the fall Ooh, semester. I like it. You are optimistic about this. I hope you're right. I like that. They, they, they better, I'm going to put my head in the sand and pretend that the IHL can be competent for once. <laughs> And maybe if they did they that, they could. surely would not be leaking this unless they have a damn candidate in line and can get this done within 90 days and getting it done before the school year yeah. and doing it over the doing it over the summer once you know this leaked two weeks after graduation. Right. Pretty good timing if they get somebody in place by the time football season rolls around. Everybody will be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think you make a good point. I mean, I haven't really considered why McCready's source or sources, as he's been defending on Twitter, defending his reporting. Uh, I haven't really considered why they would leak this, but maybe you're right. Maybe it is part of the plan to oust Vitter sooner rather than later. I hope you're right. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, I think it's going to be some drama to follow. Uh, very different from our last chancellor, Alstein, where uh, the, the chancellor that was removed actually had quite a bit of support among uh, students and alumni. I don't think Vitter is going to have that same luxury. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, we're going to wrap the show up there, guys, keeping it short and sweet this week. I think we, we hit uh, all the high points of what's going on, though. Again, apologies for not being with you the last two weeks. Um, it was partially out of our control, partially by choice, but uh, we, we appreciate you listening. Um, you got anything else you want to add this week, John? Nope, we're all set. 
All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your vacation, buddy. Uh, try to stay out of the sun. That 102, 103 degrees uh, can be brutal there. But, uh, yeah. So we're going to be watching baseball this weekend. Hopefully weekend after that, weekend after that, and uh, just see where it goes. So um, hotty toddy, SEC tournament champions. They've won uh, 11 of the last 13 games. It's a good time to be an Ole Miss baseball fan. So, yeah. For John, I'm Justin. Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll talk to you again uh, after the regional. just know there's a better way to do things like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself so do things the better way bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates Northbrook, Illinois